to stay alive in my brackets, I needed Baylor and Gonzaga to go ahead and lose those games. They did not do you any favors. They did me zero favors. Zero favors. Uh, Houston, um, thanks for thank, thanks for playing, guys. That was they who, way to play your worst game of the year. Yeah, I know. It would have been nice if they played. <laughs> and then, I mean, UCLA, I mean, hats off to them, man. I mean, they just, just, just kept throwing haymakers. Yeah, and like I mean to 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 drain to drain that shot at the end that was that was special. <laughs> it was a special game from start to finish. It was a very special hockey game or a very special hockey. Sorry, of course I have it. I mean, I, I know for the UCLA players, like that that's a tough way to lose, tough way to go out. But I mean, to go from a team playing in a playing game to to a shot away from going to plan for a national championship. And remember, I mean, they were down 14 to state in that yeah. game, too. I mean, they are lucky. They were lucky to keep it going. And sure enough, they nearly took it all over the national title. And and the shots were falling for Gonzaga's. And unlike unlike for Michigan last Tuesday, shots yeah. were just not falling for them. You know, I, I got into a, like a semantic debate with buddies. Like, I don't like they were like Michigan to play well. I'm like, I actually think Michigan played well. They just didn't make their shots. And yeah. they're like, well, the same thing. I go, well, they out-rebounded them. They held UCLA to 50, 51 points. Um, they had, like, it was like 21 assists on 30 field goals. No, it was 12 assists on 20 field goals. They played well. They just didn't make shots. Everything else, they did, you know, they were fine. They shoot 10% better. They win probably by 15. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 100%. I mean, you know, then the way they, they, they missed, what, their last nine shots of the game? Yeah. And they, lost, and, they, and they lost by two. Yeah, because because UCLA didn't make any of their last shots either. It's not yeah. like UCLA was then making it four and six and eight when when Michigan was missing. Then UCLA was going right down the field and miss, or right down the court and missing. When, when, whenever games I see basketball games like that happen, I I always refer to it as uh, looks like both teams are shooting at the carny rims. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a good call because that's exactly what it looks they're, like. they're slightly bent to where the ball can't yeah. just fall right in like and it has to be perfect because it's literally the rim is the size of the ball yeah so i mean that, that that's that's what it that's what it looked like just that is what it looked like that's i a mean good open like open looks it, and it wasn't because i'm watching him i'm like don't don't do the like the, i'm thinking about the ohio state game right it's like where he just took that really tough shot at the end yeah and I'm like, just don't do that. And they had good, all good looks. Even the final, even the final play that Juwan drew up, where you yeah. know Wagner came across, Dickinson saw over the top, threw it right to him. I mean, yeah, that, Wagner's yeah, probably gonna yeah. make that fifty percent of the time. So you're right. I agree. The the play, the plays were fine. There was maybe the only rush shot that I'm like settled down was on the, I think it was Eli Brooks when the rebound up and under. Oh yeah, he just kind of threw it over. I was like, oh, yeah, come that on. was the one. I was like, okay, you could have landed there. You had time, but that's yeah, cool. could have got it, dribble or something, or yep. get to the draw, draw a foul or something. But yeah, it, yeah, that was the only one that in the final two minutes, really, or final whatever length of time it was, really drew me crazy. Outside of that, they had good looks, just couldn't make them. Yeah. All right, so let's let's get this thing going. Alrighty. All right. Um, three.
Welcome everybody and the box with Thomas and Walt. We are uh, coming to you still from the comfort of our home. Um, of just an a interesting week in the world of hockey. I mean, it's, you know, um, Brandon Dubensky reiterated his his just absolute love of Sidney Crosby. Yeah, Connor McDavid was involved in some in some things this week. Um, but I mean, the, 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 the wings the wings did something they hadn't done since February of 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the biggest story as of right now, as we record this podcast on Monday evening at 8:30, is the Vancouver Canucks just absolutely getting crushed with 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 COVID and 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 it, it's it's the um they're getting hit with the brazilian va- variant of, of of covid as well so it's and they're just having a real hard time right now as of now they have uh 16 players in covid protocol now that's not saying 16 players have it is it's they're in the covid protocol for um yeah, just from NHL.com, a 17th Canuck player just placed on COVID protocol list. Okay, so breaking news: 17 uh, Canuck players now yeah. placing COVID protocol. Now, once again, doesn't mean they have it. Right, they're just placed in the pro because there's there's a chance of exposure. Yep. So, I mean, they they didn't play any games last week, um, and already what's been a bit of a tough season for the Canucks and. They were just kind of sort of sort of turning around. I mean, Demko was playing better. They just signed Demko just signed he signed the extension um to stay in Vancouver. But it, I mean now they're just getting hammered by 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 uh by COVID right now. And now the NHL they've come out and they've pretty much said, Oh no, they're they're gonna they're gonna look to get the Canucks all their games. And wow, what a save by uh Carey Price here. And against against the Oilers right now, just absolutely robbing Chase on. But um, sorry, distract easily, no, distract, easily distracted, right? easily easily distracted. That, yeah, was, a, that was a hell of a save, man. Please, by all means. But oh, what the hell was I talking about? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, Canucks. Yep. <laughs> but uh, the NHL, they're not gonna again. They're 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 going with the line of well, we're. The plan is for the Canucks to come back and play. They'll see where they are. I'm assuming at the end of this week, see what's going on um, with the team. I now, I mean, I, I, you know, I just speculated myself where you know when when this came out and with with how with the amount of infected players and where we're at in the season, kind of wonder like, well, will they consider just San Screwed shutting it down and then reorganizing the schedule? With the with the rest of the uh, the other six teams in in uh, North Division, and you know rework the schedule there, but I mean, I don't I don't run it. I'm pretty sure that's something that's going to be extremely difficult to do. Yeah, because you're gonna you have to rearrange uh, flight plans and travel plans and hotels and everything for all these teams. So I understand that that's a very difficult thing to even consider, even try to do. But I mean, especially when you consider like what Montreal has already played all nine versus Vancouver. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, I mean, you gotta, you gotta look past it, but at the end of the day, somebody's going to be complaining about, you know, I'm sure there's going to be the fair, fairity, fairosity, fairness, 
questions of fairness. There, you there go. we go. Questions there it is. I knew you'd um, get there. I, yeah, I just had to keep talking it out. Questions of fairness um, regarding that, and I, I mean, and, and it would be it'd be a, it'd be a fair argument to make too. Is that you know Vancouver or if the Canadians make it, and the fact that they got nine games against a team that you know sub five hundred right now sure does say something, but. Um, yeah, it, did, it does add another layer to be sure is the fact that they have played all of uh, a whole team, all of all the time that they were going to play them this season. Yeah. I, and I'm going to, I'm going to steal it, steal a line from, 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 uh, from you here. Well, not, not completely steal it, but uh, a variation of it. Um, the only team that would probably complain about that is Calgary Flames, but they're playing like garbage right now anyway. And they, and they've dropped four, they, they've lost like four, four of seven to the Ottawa Senators. So, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't want to miss the playoffs. Don't lose to the Senators, man. <laughs> yeah. Although, honestly, I'm starting to, given the, 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 really the, the breakdown of say the first 10 to 15 games versus the last 25, it's really less embarrassing losing to, to Detroit and Ottawa. It's yeah. definitely hundred oh, percent. Now the Rangers not making the playoffs after losing, giving, you know, missing a point on a shootout loss to Buffalo. Don't 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 lose in a shootout to Buffalo, and that's how you yeah. make the playoffs. That's how you're going to catch Boston is not losing in shootout to Buffalo to Buffalo. So just to kind of kind of change the the criteria on that one on the fly. Yeah, because the uh, the I'm looking here at the I mean the Flames schedule they so the Flames they're gonna they're gonna play the Leafs uh, later on tonight, and then they were scheduled for uh, for two games against Canucks uh, Thursday and Saturday. Those have been postponed, and then they have. And then they're scheduled to end their season against the Canucks. Their final game of the year is against the Canucks. So, so the Flames had three more games against the Canucks. That, so I mean, you can maybe look at that and say, well, do we do we need to make up those games? You know, those three. I mean, maybe you do. I don't know. Or you know, if you're the Flames, are you getting upset? Where if they jostle the schedule around, are you saying, well, wait a minute, we were supposed to play the Flames, and now we get Toronto? three yeah. just on our on a scheduled remake it be it becomes unfair i remember seeing and then, I believe, and then looking uh, at the connect just looking at the connect schedule here they have the remaining schedule um as of now excluding the postponed games that it's two against edmonton then two against toronto then four straight against ottawa then two against toronto two against edmonton and then in the season against calgary you almost, yeah. All right. Well, you can drop those Ottawa games. Is, I mean, I, I guess you're still kind of counting on. See, it, it depends on how much Vancouver still thinks they're in the middle of this. I don't. Um, I don't. I the the math doesn't doesn't like it. Right. <laughs> you know, the math doesn't. The the math for, for the for the Canucks and really and the Flames really, right. it's it's doesn't look good for them. I mean, unless unless it seems going to run and play seven fifty hockey. Which seems highly unlikely, especially considering that there's like neither of them are like there's not like a well, hey, we're expecting player A or B back this week, right? Well, I guess Vancouver. I don't think Pedersen Pedersen is back, so I guess Vancouver could say something like that. You know, if they wanted to make the argument, well, well we're going to be getting Elias back, and maybe we could get on a run once he gets his legs under him, but. You know, I had seen this tweet from somebody at ESPN, and, and oh, I was able to find. Well, well I mean, so I mean, do you want to hear all the guys that are that are out with COVID? 
And I, and I just, this <laughs> before you, before you get there, it, it one source told ESPN that there are some players in rough shape. So there, yeah. there is a, yes, you know, you, cause you mentioned off the top, it's just protocol. It doesn't mean that they all have it, but there definitely is a group of players that is dealing with the act. Do actually have the COVID-19? Um, so those players are uh, Quinn Hughes. It's a bit important. Um. So now Jalen Chadfield, he actually caught it last year in March, and now he has it for a second time. Well, that's not good to hear. Yeah, no. Uh, Thatcher Demko, Tyler Mott, Bo Horvat, uh, Braden Holtby, Tyler Myers, Alex Edler, Brandon Sutter. And from what I've heard, Brandon Sutter, he's one of those guys that, that, that got it the worst. He, he, he has it really bad. From what I've heard, I mean it's 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 hard. And they were already missing Tanner Pearson with an injury, and as you mentioned, Elias Patterson's out with an injury. So, what? And and remember, it's not just like okay, two weeks pass and you're going to be fine because you're you know we talked about it really in the biggest kind of examples. Been Mika Zabanajad has been the the guy that we kind of looked at that you know that got it had a ridiculously slow start to the season. Said that he wasn't feeling right you know, multiple times, I guess he had said that, you know, he was still trying to get his strength back and get all of that going again in the right direction and trying to get, get, get that, 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 um, the respiration and get the, get the, the strength and, and stamina is the word I was looking for stamina back. And so all these guys, you know, it's not just going to be like two weeks and they're going to be ready to be hit the ice. They're going to be probably off the ice for at least a week. And then you're, you're going to get a handful of guys that can hit the ice and maybe be effective. And then another half is probably still another week away from returning to the ice. So I, you know, it's, it's going to be a process here. It's going to be very interesting to see what happens. And I, you know, I, I don't really know what to, what's going to be right or wrong, right, right or wrong thing to do here. But I mean, you might as well, you start with the, you start with the, uh, the, the cancellations or the postponements calling them postponements for now and, you just kind of stay with postponement until you absolutely positively have to move it into the cancel column, I guess would be the way to do it. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, and it's, and again, I mean, we're, we're here, we're a, a, a year, a year later from the beginning from when, when this really just took over. Yeah. Um, are the, you know, the, the world really, a little over a year and, and there's still, and it's, there's still a lot of, a lot of questions that, that, that people have about, about this illness and no one, and no one really fully understands it because I mean, you can, some people can get it and they're fine in a couple of days and it's not a huge deal for them. Other people, it's really bad for them. And you can, you also have people who can like, I, I know have, I know people personally who have, who their significant others caught it and, you know, they're in a household together and, but they didn't. Yeah. That's so, you know, it's like stories like that just seem so impossible. Yeah. It's just like, well, you know, no, no one knows, but I mean, so most, most, most importantly, um, you know, regardless, you know, regard, regardless of what happens with the hockey, from the hockey side of it, just from the human aspect of it, I hope all those guys recover and 100%. And, and get and get back to full health. You know, because you, 
because yeah, I mean, you don't, you, you you don't you don't want anything bad to happen to anyone, and you know it's 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 really bad. Like, like I said, uh, Sutter, he's one of the ones that has it really bad. His you know his um his dad Brent Sutter, uh, former NHLer and you know part of the Sutter the Sutter family there, he came out and expressed his concern for his son having it. So kind of let everyone know, like yeah, he has it. It's pretty bad. Yeah, and as I look through this article here, it looks like that um, Adam Goddard's wife is saying that his he's also in, in kind of rough shape, but she's taking good care of him right now. So yeah, there 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 are guys that definitely have it as well, and um, you know it's 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 like you said at the bottom line, the games really are secondary. We're going to talk about the games because that's the only thing we really have access to, and 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 you know, what our focus is, but obviously, like you said, the human aspect is you just hope everybody ends up okay in the long run and the schedule and hockey be damned, you know, until that point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, you know, another team, another team that got hit really hard with it were the Buffalo Sabres, you know, they got, they got hammered with it and, and, and it was really bad for a lot of their players. I know uh, Rissa Linen's one of the guys, one of those guys that had it really bad. Um, and now, now we joked <laughs> a lot at, at at the Buffalo Sabres expense during their eighteen during their eighteen game uh, losing streak that they finally snapped. But you you got to wonder how how much of that losing streak was wasn't was because of the 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 covid breakout that happened with the team 100% i mean you're absolutely right because um well it, it you know it's it's like you said is that i and i'm going to try to get back to it you know before i mean even just looking straight up at the numbers before that 18 game losing streak they would have been i think they would have been 6 6 and 1 you know that's downright respectable you're you're in this you know you're very much in it at at that point so to to kind of to to experience that and as I continue to try to look and and find it, it was yeah. I mean they were very much in it, and then they all you know you try to come back and, and get it going again, and it was just you know it was a, it was a tough thing for them to kind of do. But you you wonder if if that doesn't happen, where are they this season? Is it a, is it a different season for them? And you know, like we said, all teams are kind of going through it, but. You, you just wonder if it would be a different story had they not. Yeah, and uh, and um, also the Sabers they they snapped their uh, they snapped that that losing streak uh, on Wednesday with a dominating six one effort against the Philadelphia Flyers after blowing a three nothing lead on Monday night. Two of those same Flyers, and now you know they've gotten points in four straight games. Good, yeah. See, they're one, two they're, points in four straight with two wins. So, you know, they're two, oh, and two. The streak has ended. So, hey, they're starting to get there and they're doing that without Eichel. They're, they're finally getting themselves healthy. They're getting back to, to game shape now that it's over. Yeah. And, you know, they, they traded Eric Stahl, who's who made his debut tonight with the Montreal Canadiens. Playing on um, a third line with Tyler Toffoli and Jonathan Duran. And, um, and and now there, there's rumors that they're they're going to hold uh, Taylor Hall out of the lineup Tuesday, so he he more than likely is going to be on the move somewhere. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, even if it's only for a third round pick, you think Taylor Hall's going to resign there? Yeah, no. you think I mean, he's going to put himself with no. another year in that city? No, 
no. That's a. I mean, one of the teams I I I think I think I, the Islanders and Bruins are are two of the teams I I, I really think. It would make a lot of sense. Yeah, well, you're you're very right. It would make a lot of sense. The Bruins are the the Islanders to to replace basically Anders Lee, who's done for the year, the, or the Bruins just because they are always seem to be looking for another winger to play with Krejci. <laughs> yeah, yeah, looking looking for some secondary scoring outside of that top line. I mean, we talked about it last week. We broke we broke down the numbers for the Bruins, and it's you know yeah yeah yeah. Bergeron and Marchand and Pasternak really, really pulling a wagon there. And then everyone after them, basically, uh, they, they, they wouldn't lead the wings in scoring right now. Right. You know, those guys. So, although I was watching, uh, so I had an NHL pass game on or watching them play the Penguins, a, a seven to five victory over. Pittsburgh and they actually had him broken up. They did have Pasternak with with Krejci and in in the area in the during the game that I saw, I think Pasternak had a goal and two assists and Krejci actually scored a goal too. So, yeah. I mean, they're they're trying to manufacture the offense and the way they decided to do it was split up Krejci and and I think actually Marshall had a hat trick. So it's still it's coming. It, their entire offense is running through three players. Oh, so yeah. if they can add somebody that can really help with that offense, I, that would be big. The 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 most Real thing that I could find, and they were still in last place, but they were six, eight, and two. Buffalo was. They were only minus six in goal differential. And then I think that's when the streak started because they were at six wins for a very long time. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So after Bergeron's 29 points, David Kreitsch has 23. That would put him one point ahead of, uh, of Heronic for the Wings team lead. So, and then the other problem with that though, Krejci only, I believe, what two of them are goals? He's got two goals yep, and only two three goals. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, when you, you know, I know uh, Craig Smith's got some goals on that team, but at the end of the line, at the end of the, at the end of the day, they could really use a, a I mean, I don't know who couldn't, but a Taylor Hall would sit in very nicely in Boston to be sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I mean, I, <laughs> I, I and the Bruins are playing a. They got a huge game tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers. The Flyers chasing the Bruins right now in, in the East. I mean, I guess they're in it still technically, right? The Flyers are. It's it's a four point four point difference. Yeah, it, it it's one of those things where based on the numbers they're in it, but based on the eye test. It's one of those eye test things where, boy, it doesn't look like Philadelphia is going to be real good. <laughs> it doesn't look like they're going to go on any sort of run anytime soon. Well, I mean, and the, I mean, I guess you know they can three, uh, three of their next four are against the Bruins. So, I mean, there, there, there's your makeup right there, right? It, absolutely. You know? I mean, the games are there, and that's again, it, it's the both, it's the catch twenty two of these of this scheduling where. You know what? If they find a way to turn to get hot and win three of the four in regulation, and end up getting six out of a possible eight points, you know, let's say they lose today but win the next three, they're tied. I just, what tells you with the way that Philadelphia has been playing, right? Yeah, that they would be able to string any sort of successful hockey like that together. It Not just much. Really doesn't look like they would, right? It's just yeah. the way they've been playing. It doesn't. Nothing really screams that they, that that's coming. Now they're. 
there's a, some this thing that that came up about the flyers. Since talking about the flyers, we'll just we'll just keep going here. Keep talking about the flyers for a little bit. But there was talk of may, maybe there there were the flyers looking 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 look to make some changes to their lineup, and it wouldn't be wouldn't be this season. It wouldn't be during the season anyway. It would be more off season moves. Um, look, because look, looking at the flyers right now. Uh, one of those players who who I who I wonder about is for former uh, number two overall pick Nolan Patrick. He's had a, I mean, it's been rough for him in Philly. I mean, he's been hurt, yep. he's been hot and cold, and you, I mean, now I don't think the you you don't want to give up on a twenty two year old uh, number number two overall pick <laughs> right too quick, right? Because because if you if you don't make it if if you don't get something like, let's face it better. Yeah. And if he goes off somewhere else and which seems to happen. And if you make deals like that with, with young guys, they go off somewhere else and then they just explode. And then you're just kind of sitting like, huh? You know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to be the Boston rooms with Tyler Sagan. Right. Right. You know, you don't, you, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to do that, but. I mean, also, I wonder what the market is for him. Now, I also kind of wonder, and we're, I'm going to bleed in another team here that that I that I think is definitely going to be going to make some changes this offseason to their roster, just because it hasn't been working. Are the Calgary Flames and J- Johnny Gaudreau has one year left on his contract. Now he's here's the he's he grew up a Flyers fan. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. My. Okay. So that matters. So I wonder if there's some sort of a package, you know, because Johnny Gaudreau, he can, he, you know, he can still score. The Flames are having a tough season, but I mean, he's he still has, I think, 26 points. 20. I'm gonna pull it up here. Well, I I think one of the I don't want to talk again. I don't want to talk out of my butt. Um, which I think we should, you know. Yeah, Johnny Gaudreau. Yeah, 13 goals, 27 points in 39 games. I mean. For a struggling team, it's good numbers. I mean, it really is kind of solid. Yeah, I mean, for for a team that's not playing very well, you know, he he's doing his part. Yep. And I just kind of wonder if you know maybe you know Nolan Patrick's RFA, so so the Flames have to work out a deal with him. But I mean, if if there if I wonder if there is some sort of a package you can work out, and with and now for the Flyers, would they be willing to do that? It, if Gaudreau isn't willing to sign long term with them, I don't know. Like I, you know, you don't see too many signing trades in, in hockey. I know, you know, we, we see signing trades all the time in in basketball and 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 football and, and baseball and stuff, but we rarely ever see the signing trades in hockey. Yeah. So I would I would assume you want to do that, but I mean the the Flyers, you know, you you know they do they do have the with with the expansion draft coming up, I mean, you're you're probably going to lose somebody on this team that is going to come back and to bite them in the butt anyway, and, and turn out to be pretty good. Well, uh, you know, I, mean, the- I I look at their blue line. I mean, I think you Provorov, Sanheim, and Felipe Myers. I mean, those those are young guys. You know, they're they're still pretty young. They signed Eric Gustafson in the offseason. It, it's just not working out with him there. You know, you have. You know, and you know, also, you know, Carter Hart, he's he's RFA after this year. Brian Elliott's UFA after this year. So, what what is Carter? 
last year, Carter Hart's contract, it looked like it's oh, you're looking at six, seven million dollars guaranteed, right? Yeah. And now you're kind of wondering, do you, do you sign him just to a, a two year bridge deal and see where he is? And well, I mean, you know, one of the the biggest things that kind of and I what. what was it the was it the game? It must have been the game against Buffalo last Wednesday, and you know that they brought up and and I was watching it on mute. I don't remember what else I had going on, but you know they brought up the name Matt Niskanen, and you know he kind of unexpectedly retired. I think that there was still a, a big expectation that he was going to be still a cornerstone, and I think that a lot of the Flyers' issues, it's not really up front and offensive with Philly. It's really more of a defensive issue. I mean, they're scoring yeah. three goals a game. The problem is, is that they're giving up the second most in hockey at 3.58. We, yeah. we talked about it during the course of the year. They now, it looks like they now have passed their opposition where they now are, are out shooting their opposition. I know there was a point this year where they were minus 10 in a shot per game basis. So they're at least shooting the puck more. But, you know, is it is it goaltending? Is it? You know, it's always the chicken kind of chicken and the egg thing. You know, are Hart and Elliot having bad years, and that's making the defense look bad, or is the defense bad, and it's not helping that Hart and 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 um, Elliot are bad? What you know, what's causing what? What's leading to what? But at the end of the day, if the Flyers, I think if if they wanted to shake things up, you know, I think their forward core is still real good. I mean, I guess if they're, they're, the deal would be Goudreau for. Patrick with others to make the money work, you know, yeah, you wouldn't really be losing a lot um, up front, but I think what, what the flyers really need to look for, what, what they need to be looking for is seeing if they can't get themselves a a top flight defenseman, which obviously Gus despair has been a disappointment and, 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 you know, you, they lost this kind of unexpectedly and they're just kind of floundering behind Provorov at all. Yeah. um, Well, Niskanen chose to sit out because, because of COVID. He didn't, he wasn't, he didn't want to deal with, he didn't want to deal with all that this year. So that, that's kind of why he made, he made that decision to just walk away. Um, I, so I was listening. But he's not planning on coming back, right? I, no, I he's it. not. Yeah. Okay. No, I, okay. yeah. He's just, yeah. But, but the, but the, the COVID really helped him make that decision. Um, but one, one of the things I, I, interesting I heard about Shane Goss's bear. Um, this week, because I mean, because re- remember when he first broke in, everybody's like, "Oh, who is this guy? Where did he come from?" Yeah. And and one of the th- one of the things that 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 was talked about was how well the Flyers coach at the time really kind of um, he put Gossespierre in situations where he was going to shine, and you know he 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 put he put him in with offensive zone starts. Um, re- really kind of kept them shielded a little bit from being out there against uh, other teams' top lines as much as they could. Um, very, very few defensive zone starts just really put put him in in a, in a spots where he he could excel, and that's not happening now with with with, with him there, and. And and it's it's kind of showing. Um, well, yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's showing with them right now. It's good that you you know you can shield the young defenseman who's trying to get into the league, but at some point, 
I mean, you got to be able to play defense oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you be in your defensive zone and you got to be able to, to play, you know, come on the ice in any given situation. And I mean, if they're finding out that he can't do that, they should have probably found that out before they gave him a long-term deal. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was placed on waivers. We kind of talked about it. And then I realized I, I never, I thought I answered your question. I did. I did the infamous reply and, and don't hit send, (laughs) but, but you asked me if the, if anyone would, if anyone would entertain picking him up and I'm just like, I looked it up. I'm like, not with that contract. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you know, three and a half million under a little under three and a half million. Isn't terrible. It's just this, like in a normal year, I don't think he clears. Like if life no, were normal, no, yeah, normally you're no, yeah, absolutely but not. Everybody's completely, you know, there's money issues galore, and you know what's the cap going to be next year, and you're trying to still get people under the cap. I yeah. mean, that's why you know a couple weeks into the season, I realized that you know because we were having all these conversations. Oh, look at who the wings sent down. Oh, look at who was exposed. Oh, look at this, look at that. And then you realize nobody's got nobody's got three million dollars lying around to claim somebody. Yeah, the Vegas Golden Knights, they had a game last week where they had to where they were only able to dress 16 guys. Did they? I didn't I didn't Yeah. Yeah, they, I I I can't remember uh what what game it was, but yeah, they 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 were only able to dress 16 guys because they they weren't cap compliant. <laughs> so I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's rough out there. So, but yeah, I mean, if if he was if he was making like one point eight million dollars, yes, I think somebody would somebody would have snapped them yeah. up in heartbeat. Yeah, that's fair. But at at three at almost at almost three and a half and plus, there's another two years left on that deal oh, too. That's the other thing, yeah, like that's a it's not an expiring deal. It's that th- that you're paying them for not just this year. You got a lot more paying to do. But I mean, but other outside of Goss's Bear. But I mean the fly the Flyers defense has been just they've been awful. Yeah, and. You know, and and to their, I mean, it's to their credit. I mean, you don't really have much of a choice but to own up to it because every because people have eyes. But uh, their defenseman kind of said, like, yeah, we we really we we believe in our goalies out to dry yeah. a lot. And and the 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 sabermetric stats for uh, Carter Hart, it's I mean, if you kind of look at him, it's he makes the saves he's he's supposed to make. But he faces a ton of like high scoring chances that that mo- that you know are that you you expect to see with a team like Detroit or Ottawa, right? Not the Philadelphia Flyers, who are we can all agree are better than the Red Wings and yes. and, and Senators we by sure a can. mile, right? Yeah, <laughs> we sure can. And, and I want to say, and to, to that point, I want to say it was Sandheim and Myers back in Zabinijad's. <laughs> this sentence alone tells you how bad their defense has been. In <laughs> Zabinijad's first six-point game against the Flyers. <laughs> in his first six-point game against the Flyers, I believe Sandheim and Myers were on for his all six of his first, like the first six goals against in that nine-goal game. Yeah. Like they were minus six. It's, and just something ridiculous like that, where it's like one pair. And I mean, outside of, I mean, I, I feel like pro Ross numbers are good, but outside of that, they just, oof. the rest of that decor has just not been good. Yeah. It has, it hasn't, it hasn't been, 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 uh, been a, 
pleasant, pleasant time in Philadelphia for sure. And, and also to your credit, you, you said at the beginning of the year, the Flyers are a team. You didn't trust them. Well, and, and again, that was, it was based on, you know, their performance in the bubble where they were lucky to beat. Uh, and what, Montreal. They, were, they were lucky to beat Montreal. And then they were just, it never felt like they were in danger of beating the Islanders. Like no. I feel like the Islanders were shooting them out, shooting them by twenty, yeah, and then the, the Islanders just just took took over the games against the, against them. And then we were talking about them this year, and you know we, I did the, the shots check, and they were being outshot by ten per game. And and you know you could look at that, and you go, well, that's not sustainable for victory, right? And then, you know, yeah, they started to get to get their shot numbers up, but now. I mean, you, you start looking at them, they're giving up five. I mean, we did this either last week or two weeks ago where their best defensive game was keeping somebody to three in a, yeah. in a, in a, in a 10 game period. Well, you know, I, I'm sorry. I mean, it, it, but it all stemmed from their bubble play. Yeah. You know, and, they, they had that 10 game winning streak right before the, the shutdown yeah. and that moved them from out to like division champ. And now it just seemed like that 10 game winning streak was just a complete aberration. And it's kind of funny because, you know, the other, the other team I, I, I talked about with this, um, as far as a trade potential trade partner, Calgary flames, I mean, the Calgary flames, they clearly haven't recovered since that collapse, like that, that game four collapse in a bubble against the stars. Yeah. You know, because I mean, they were seconds away from having a three, one lead. Yeah. And boom it, it's tied we go to overtime and that you know the, the stars the flames don't win another game you know what? And, the, and the stars march to the cup final you know what's really weird about that too Walt? there's what's what's especially weird is that you know so you know brady kachuk got hurt in that game matthew matthew i'm sorry i, I think i do that every time it's fine matthew kachuk <laughs> got hurt in that game and I remember you saying that you thought that that was really one of the biggest moments, even though that they were just 11 seconds away, you felt that they looked a little bit different. And now it just seems like everything you hear coming out of Calgary is that it, it's like they put it on him. Like now it seems like it's almost like his fault. You know, there was this story with, with, what was it? With Muzzin and the puck throwing yeah, the, the Muzzin foot puck. Yeah. And since mm-hmm. after that, this team, that team has not looked the same since. There was the, I, I don't know if you saw it, there was, and, you know, I'm always kind of hesitant to, 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 to take, you know, snippets without really seeing, you know, without being on the ice too seriously, but you know, they, showed, they showed snippets of him not giving us defenseman a stick. I don't know if you saw that whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, just a couple of things where it seemed like they desperately needed him in the lineup. And when he came out of it in the bubble, it killed him. And now it's like, it, it's like, he's almost creating a, a, a fraction in their locker room almost. I, and, and it was, wow. Nathan McKinnon, Nathan McKinnon just blew bass everyone on the ice and just ripped a, 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 a quick snapshot on a breakaway against the wild. Well, as, as Alex Petrangelo said, Oh boy. Yeah, man, he's yeah, he's he's good. Look, look out for the avalanche, by the way. <laughs> look out for those guys. Yeah, I haven't lost a relation in time. But but yeah, it was so it was after like when when that Muzzin thing happened, Kachuk was irritated that no, none of his none of his teammates like came out and had his back. Yeah, 
and and there was a players only meeting not long after that and and the rumor was like no one no no one came out and confirmed this but it was you know pretty much it was kind of put at his feet like well you know you you can't you can't be starting stuff all the time we can't we we can't all, we can't keep fight fight fighting every time you're out on the ice and and then after that game he just ha- he had he hasn't been the same player and 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 he's one of and I think he's one of those guys like he he has to go out and 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 do that stuff in order to be effective to play his best game. Yeah. Um. I mean, and and on the flip side, his brother Brady. Um. In in Ottawa, you see the way he, he they play the exact same way. Yeah. You know, Br- Brady can chuck. He's got to fight with Shea Weber and and called it fun. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I mean, but those guys, they play the same way. They have the same style. They do all the same stuff because that's just how they are. And whereas with, with Matthew, it seems like he, it's, he's not being embraced in Calgary. On the flip side with Brady and Ottawa, it seems like that team rallies around him. And they're like, yeah, this is our guy. Yeah. You know, and, and, he, and, he, and he gets them fired up. You know, so I... I mean, again, I don't, I don't know. I'm not in the Calgary Flames locker room. I don't know what's going on there. Um, none of us do. But I mean, it's the Calgary Flames are 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 a team that I really feel like this off season they're gonna they're 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 gonna they're gonna make some major changes to to that lineup because I mean it hasn't worked. I mean, on paper, you know, you look at the Calgary Flames on paper. Where are they weak? Where aren't they good? If you look at them on paper, you literally have to ask yourself, where aren't they good? Yeah, yeah. Because everywhere they are, because I I'm, I look at this team and I'm like, well, they all right. They they have a they have a goalie in Markstrom. Their blue line is solid. I I I th- I assume they were deep. You know, they're deep down the middle at center with yep. um with Monahan, Lindholm, and um. And Backlund, you 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 have you have good you have good wingers and Gaudreau and and Kachuk, <laughs> you know, you, know hear, you hear good things about his rise, and you know, you, like you said, a Vesna winner on the back end. Giordano won a Vesna, right? Yeah, Giordano wasn't won a Vesna, right? No, he wanted uh, Norris. Nor- Norris, sorry. <laughs> he wanted Norris. God. <laughs> That's embarrassing. That'd be impressive if you won a Vesna, though. Uh, that would be impressive, wouldn't <laughs> that it? That would be really impressive. Man, that that's that's embarrassing. I but, mean, I mean, come, go, coming into the season, if you if you go to Calgary Flames fans and you tell them like, hey, game in through thirty nine games, um, Milan Lucic is going to have seven goals and sixteen points. Like, <laughs> oh sweet, so we must be doing good. Yeah, you're, you're, there's something's going to be. Oh well, we we're clearly we're clearly playing well, and it's just not the case. I mean they. I mean, they're again. They're technically still in the playoff hunt, but I mean, and and here's the thing: team they're chasing, they're chasing Montreal. They got six against Montreal. They've got six left. Yeah, six left against Montreal. So I mean, they they do control their own destiny. I mean, and you know, they they get the Leafs tonight, and then two against Montreal, two against Ottawa, then four straight against Montreal. I mean. I mean the Ottawa. I mean, good, good luck against Ottawa because they've they've lost. Yeah, did they lose three or four against Ottawa last two weeks ago? Yeah, they. Let's see, one, two, three, four. They've lost four, four or five. I'm sorry, 
five of seven against the Senators this year. The, the Flames have lost. So they lost. You know, when you say that, then well, <laughs> so they've lost five of seven against the Senators. You, you know, uh, you you change. You look at their. So that means that the two and five. So they would be fourteen and fifteen against everybody else, which would basically put them damn near right in the thick of everything. Yeah. Probably going backwards with points. They've also because they played thirty eight games. They played the most in the Scotia North, so they really need to. Oof. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it, it's tough to see because they'd have to basically get five of six against Montreal. That would be hard to pl- hard to believe because say what you will against Montreal, but they're consistently staying alive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and I I feel like you know the Montreal the the Canadians and Bruins are going to make the playoffs not because of not no they're they're going to they're going to win games and and I'm sure they'll handle their business, but they're they're not going to be. And and they're gonna make the playoffs because of the ineptitude of the teams chasing them. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I, v- Vancouver. We don't know when they're gonna play again. Right. Uh, Calgary, who knows what they are? I mean, I I feel like Calgary is just kind of like, well, yeah, we're I that that the Flames to me look like a team that's just kind of like knows they're done. Yep. Um, the the Flyers, as we talk in in the you know in the East, you know, chasing the Bruins. I mean, the Flyers we, t- we talk about them like it's they're terrible defensively. And <laughs> if I, you're just gonna if you're gonna give up if you're gonna give up almost three goals a game, as they just tied a game up against Boston, as I'm talking right now, right? So, <laughs> well, I mean that, but but they're in the Rangers. You know, I they're not there yet. I don't think the Rangers are there yet. Well, the, the Rangers are an interesting story because they're plus 18 in goal differential. Now, granted, I, they were plus nine in one game against the Flyers, so that's going to help. Details. Yeah. <laughs> so, so they are that, and they they basically have everybody back now. Yeah. You know, so they're they're healthy and they're rolling with, with everybody. So they've got that going for them. It's – I just feel like at the end of the day, they're going to be really upset they lost. They, I think they just they're gonna they're gonna be somebody that runs out of real estate because they're four behind the Bruins and the Bruins have three in hand. Yeah. And, and and though they're playing better and they're playing some of their best hockey of the year, I believe they're th- six, three, and one in their last time. Um and like I said, that includes, you know, a, a big loss to the Sabres. Um yeah. in, in a shootout, which I'm sure they would yeah. Well, you'd rather get, I mean, you'd rather get the two, but at least they got the one. You know, right. they didn't they, they go Columbus and Detroit. Um, you know, they, they had a near comeback um, against the, the the Capitals, which would have been good. Yeah. But again, their winning streak was actually kind of based on a, getting warm against, again, the Flyers and the Sabres before that. So, I don't know. They, it's it's hit or miss. Uh, you're right. It, they feel, we. I've kind of said it the whole time, or I feel like we both have, they feel like a year away. They've always felt a year away. Yeah. Um, and they'll need to get very hot, but I do think that they're going to run out of real estate before before they uh, run out of runway before they can get this turned around and get themselves into a playoff push here. But so okay. you're right. So the moral of the story is I'm I completely agree with you. Boston yeah. and Montreal might be safe just because of who's behind them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, un, un, unlike um, you know the 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 other two divisions, um, and with with the Central and the West, because now all of a sudden in the Central. You got you got four teams battling for that last spot. Yeah, we we wrote the uh, eulogy about the uh, National Predators a little early, didn't we? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, we did. And, you know, like, you know, hey, credit where credit is due to predators. They, they've, you know, they've <laughs> went, went from everybody talking about the men's sellers. So all of a sudden they're, they're in the, they're in that four spot, two points clear of Chicago. Yep. Um, but also, I mean, D- Dallas, you know, they're, they're five points back with three games at hand on, on Nashville. Yep. So, and, and, you know, here come the stars and that's another team, you know, kind of sticking with, they, they, they were hammered hard by COVID and then the, um, then the snowstorms in Texas, um, you know, where, where players are dealing with their homes flooding down there and everything. And, and also, you know, j- just the injuries, I mean, Ben Bishop, you know, Ben Bishop, you know, he, I don't think he, I would be shocked if he plays this season um, and, you know, Tyler Sagan being out. You know, you're, you're missing some key guys there. And they also, uh, Thaska, uh, Radulov, and Kiva Ranta are mm-hmm. out now. They played a game last night against uh, Car- uh, Carolina and NBCSN, and they had a list of their injuries. And you talk, yeah. boy, you talk about, I mean, you know, Rick Bonus went from forever not having a job to uh, seriously, if keeping this team floating, yeah, it, that's almost coach of the year worthy. With yeah. what he's done, just keeping that team flowing. Yeah, the fact that they're supposed to be are given who they've been playing without and all the, the things going on. Um, you know, so you you totally you're you're spot on about the central and how kind of wide open that that is as Chicago's kind of fallen back and only going three and seven. And and you know, in the West, I'm right now continuing to watch just the absolute free fall that is the St. Louis Blues. Yeah. And, and kind of, and kind of circling back to, to your point about team struck teams that didn't look good in the bubble. The blues didn't look good in the bubble. Yeah. And, and we're seeing that now, like they're just, I mean, now granted again, hammered with injuries for, for much, for, uh, for much of the year. The craziest thing about St. Louis is that they were better when they were injured. Yeah. So, so St. Louis right now losing five to one, not even at the midway point against Vegas. They're 16, 15, and six. Okay. But they're two, seven, and one in their last 10, which means that they, at one point they were 14, eight, and one, uh, 14, eight, and five. In the last 10 games, I believe Bozak, um, uh, Tarasenko, and tonight Parenko's back. So they've gotten three huge pieces back and they're going on the big losing streak. How maddening is that? That's got to be absolutely infuriating because you think that once you get everybody back, you're going to start putting some wins wins together here and think, okay, well, maybe we can catch Minnesota and make a run at Vegas. And they've just been God awful. Yeah. And I mean, and, and also, I mean, all of a sudden, you know, the, the Arizona Coyotes, they, they, they got a huge overtime win last night with Chickering getting a hat trick. Um, you know, they're there and, and don't look now, but the San Jose Sharks have risen from the dead. Yeah, I'm not worried about them. <laughs> and the only, the only reason why I say it like that is because, you know what, two weeks ago we were having a conversation how the LA Kings rose from the dead and they haven't won since. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but, you know, the, the Sharks, you know, they've, you know, Mar- Martin, Martin Jones is not awful. He's and where, where they, they, they did get her towel back too. Yeah. Hurdle is back. And that was a big, big loss, you know, not having a top six, you know, because they don't, they're not overwhelmingly talented up front. So to lose, they can't afford to lose a guy like Hurdle. So yeah, I mean, yeah, as you're, long as he was gone, that was a, that was a big, big loss for them. 
And and very quietly, Evander Kane is having himself a, a year. 16 goals, 33 points in 37 games for Evander Kane in San Jose. Which there was still talk as of two weeks ago that they were still going to avoid his contract because of his bank- bankruptcy stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they were going to avoid his contract out just to keep him. It's for, it's for like bankers to be something for banker, like blah, like a bunch of stuff that I don't really understand enough to talk about. Well, no, absolutely. <laughs> I just, but if you void this contract, you wouldn't be playing then, right? Um, no, I don't think I, or was that not? I oh, that was, yeah, it was, contract. yeah, it was a whole thing. Like, I don't like, well, like right. I said, like it, it's, it's a whole bunch of stuff that I don't understand enough to talk about. Okay. The only, <laughs> the only reason why I bring it up is because when I saw voided contract, I assumed that meant not playing because you yeah. don't have a contract, which if, if that's not the case, then you're right. I shouldn't even be bringing that up because I have no idea either. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, I have no, yeah, I don't know. But, okay. But yeah, but um, but yeah. I mean, the 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 West. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a three team race, and I mean, the, the LA Kings. They they, you know, they fell back a bit, but you know, they're still technically in it. Yeah, you know, they're not they're not that far they're not that far off. So well, well, just remember what I said is that <laughs> I was convinced that we had our teams. You know yeah. what? Four weeks ago, five weeks ago. And though I, I do want to be wrong, I'd love to be wrong. I'd love for a team to go on a run and then, then stay there. That would be great. You know, and right now, technically, I'm, I'm wrong about Nashville because I think it was Chicago that was in place and now Chicago's been passed. And, yeah. you know, St. Louis was in place and Arizona's passed them. So there are some races that are still wide open. I, there, my gut tells me the cream rises to the top and I think St. Louis will get it worked out. The central, I do think, is wide open because I don't, I didn't really know how good Chicago was. I thought there was a little bit of smoke and mirrors there, um, but I don't feel like Nashville's good enough to go eight and two in their next ten for very right. long either. So you know, you know, is Dallas going to get it right? The central's open more because I don't know who's that good that's going to get that position. But but at the end of the day, it, it's nice to at least have some sort of in out races, not just positional races. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. It. I mean, I now now on the flip side, I do think I think your top the top three in the central and the west are set. Top three in the central, yes, hundred percent. Like I mean, it's, it's it's just a matter of where where those three teams are going to finish. Yes. Yep. Um, and I mean, and you think Boston's going to catch Pittsburgh, New New York, or or Washington in the east? No. So I think really we could probably say the same thing about the East too. I, I, yeah, I feel I feel I feel like the top three in, in at, each at division the, is yeah like top pretty much mm-hmm. like those those three. It's just a matter of who's going to finish where, right? You know, like in what order they're going to be. But those those three teams are going to be in it. Like yeah, there's there's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, like Tampa may pass Florida and Minnesota may catch Vegas or Pittsburgh may pass the Islanders. But at the end of the day, that's going to be, you know, the top three are going to be that they're going to be in there. Yeah. I know. Right, right now, the way the avalanche plan right now, they, they, they may, they might run away and hide in this division because it's, I mean, they, they, they got healthy and they've just taken off and that, and this, this is a team. I think I, 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 I think the, the abs are, they're going to, they're going to add something. And and I, I'm convinced it's a goalie. Like I'm convinced they're adding a goalie. Well, what what I find 
I mean, their their goal differential is plus forty nine. I mean, that's yeah. Well, that's, well, no, I mean, I mean, as far as insurance. No, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just just as kind of a random aside note. That's how good they've been. Yeah. You know, just as I'm looking at things, but it, it's still what it'll be. Who's their number? One? It's Grubauer is their number one, right? Yeah, and Grubauer is lights out. One seven six goals against and a nine twenty nine save percentage. So I often. We talk. We frequently talk about my trust issues. You have been somebody who's constantly said, and you still do say that, that there's going to be insurance needed. Do you think the insurance is needed because Grubauer will stumble, or because, um, just just in terms of injury and like kind of insurance from last year? Where I think walk. from insurance from last year because the Avalanche were a better team than Dallas Stars, and I okay. and they were a better team than the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay. Like I Grubauer healthy. I think it's it's Tampa, Colorado in the cup final last year, the healthy healthy Grubauer. There's okay. there's no question in my mind at all ab- about about that. I'm now do they beat Tampa? I don't know. Okay. But I it one hundred percent. I mean, you know, when it's it's tough when you 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 know you you still got to game seven in overtime yeah. with your fourth string goalie, yeah. you know, who you know the the guy. He's a, he's a, he's a quality AHL backup. Yeah, <laughs> that's that uh, was uh, Hutchinson, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's he's not an NHL goalie. Yeah, I'm not either, but he yeah. is. <laughs> yeah, you're really you're not you're not a fan of Hutchinson. We've it's not that I'm not a fan of him. It's just you know to, to see a team like like literally lose because their number one goalie and their backup goalie got hurt. And then they're th- like that three goalies get hurt like yeah. banged up and just kind of, they, they were just in a real tough spot, which I mean, you can only, you can only do, they can only be, you can only do so much. And, you know, I'm, I'm way too lazy to go looking for this, but even in that game, they, they lost the game. Oh, they lost in overtime to Dallas, right? Yeah. It was, I think it was like, I feel like it was double overtime or something. And it was a 4 3. I'm thinking of something else. Never mind. I'm going to shut up right there because I'm think, totally thinking of something else. Yeah. Because they, they gave up the tying goal. They, they, because, because that, that, it was that crazy third period where just everybody scored a goal. Yes. It, it, they just went off. Yeah. So, yep. I mean, it's, yes. But, but I'm, I, I think the, the Avalanche, they're, they're going to look to add some, some type of insurance in, in, in that. And and possibly a defenseman. I tell you what, we do you know uh, is Eric Johnson season over? Because they could be adding one just in terms of health. Although how much how much do you want to rely on the health of Eric Johnson? Yeah, um, he is. I mean, he's LTIR. So. I tell you what, for just for a very small price, we can give you Mark Stahl and Jonathan Bernier for your next five first round picks and Nathan McKinnon. <laughs> You're next. I'm kidding. I know. I mean, I I, I'd make that trade. Right. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm just I'm gonna go on an assumption and say the Colorado Avalanche aren't trading Nathan McKinnon, though. Yeah, no, I guess it's probably fair. Like there's I mean, you know, yeah. Yeah, you're probably you're probably right on that. And folks, I'm kidding before you start trying to email us or yell at us. I'm I mean, I mean and, and cause because I'm just I'm just assuming, assuming. Joe Sackick enjoys being employed. Yes. <laughs> that would be the quickest way to get unemployed. You know, like, I, I feel, you know, I, I'm, I'm assuming, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have personal conversation with Joe Sackick. So I don't, I don't know him. I don't know him well enough, but I'm, Although, I mean, I'm assuming. 
you know, that, I mean, that could be a very real deal. Get yourself to one-stop shopping. Yeah. Here, get yourself Jonathan Bernier and Mark Saul and Bernier or yeah. And you know, two expiring contracts and you know, you know, your first round picks probably going to be 25 or higher. <laughs> you can be real comfortable with it being, you know, 25, 26 or, or higher. Yeah. You know, as well. I mean, no, you know, ship out a couple of them because you're not all, you're also not going to be bet. You know, it's not like you're going to free fall into the lottery next year either. You're going to be, yeah. real so they're going to, but here's, here's the trick. Here's where it gets tricky for that watch. So if they make that deal, they're going to have to, they're going to have to move some money out. Because well, they're putting, they're pushing right up against that cap. I also believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe that there is a, because they, I heard it mentioned that there is, this, is there a cap break or a, a cap change after the deadline where you can take on, I, I know you, the cap's the cap and you can't go over it, but there seems to be right. like a cap. I, I forget how I heard it, but it, it basically kind of leads you to believe where, led me to believe that you can, because honestly, I, I'm going to, I'm butchered, butchering this explanation, but basically the sum of your contracts would yes put you over the cap but it's almost like you can be you can have you can carry a higher number yeah okay yeah i understand yeah well i yeah. know and when in the in the playoffs there's no cap in the playoffs so you can just kind of can you really yeah i don't think i did know that well well because the players because when the playoffs are players don't get paid anymore oh that's a good point so, so so is that why they so so, the, so they play for free they do it for the love of the game thomas yeah right okay <laughs> Is that why we won't see Kucherov before the playoffs, no matter what? More, more than likely, yeah. Okay. Even if he I mean, were healthy, he won't be playing a game until he won the playoffs. I mean, they, yeah, they, they want to stay on the cup with Steve Samkos playing one shift. And for a goal. Which, yeah. Well, yeah. Which, I mean, if you're, you're, you're just going to have that one shift, go ahead and make the count, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, he for sure did. Yeah, it's that's yeah, that's crazy to me. Um, so Carolina Hurricanes, they're they're sitting, um, in, in the three hole, and and the Discover Central. As why is this? There we go. iPad iPad was was acting uh, was giving me a hard time there. Um, and you 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 kind of you brought up the Hurricanes because you kind of want to talk about them, talk about the Canes a little bit. Uh, they. Uh, they they just got back Peter Morazic um, from injury, and he, he probably he got, shut out the Dallas Stars. Yeah, he has he's he has three <laughs> he has three wins, and all three are shutouts yes. this season. So I mean that's cool. <laughs> he is he's three and one with three goals against and three shutouts. So 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 if you can get one by him, you you got a chance to beat the Hurricanes. Yeah. And I just so what my thought is, and because I, I was watching the the game last night, as I said, Easter Sunday night they played. They had a game on NBCSN against Dallas, and I think the final ended up being one nothing. I think I don't yeah, think one nothing that's going to be a, a one nothing game. And I was watching it, thinking, wow, even though this is a one nothing game, I could totally deal with a seven game series of these two teams because it was a very entertaining one nothing hockey game. Um, but. It, the the thought process for me was if if you were to get slightly above average hockey fan and and say okay name the ten best teams in hockey right now 
I bet you five, I bet you seven out of those 10 would think to mention Carolina. And if you were to say to those same people, hey, do me a favor and name, you know, the best 20 players in hockey. You won here one Carolina hurricane. And And no Sebastian Ajo, no Dougie Hamilton. And no um, Sevechnikov and no, um, you know, or I I would say, I'm sorry, I meant to say forwards because those were the two I was thinking, Sevechnikov and and Ajo. Because then I was going to say, name the top 10 defensemen in the league, and they're not saying Dougie Hamilton or Jacob Slavin, who again they brought off yesterday is, because they they even had it, you know, uh, it was Pierre and and John Forslund were saying how, how is this man for the third straight year, probably the most underrated defenseman in in the NHL? (laughs) <laughs> Don't yeah. you eventually have to realize that he is underrated? Yes, Slavin. Well, because he, he he doesn't put up the big off offensive numbers, right? Right. You know he he's not he's he's not Victor Hedman. Yeah. You know he just goes out. He 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 plays defense. It's crazy. I know a defenseman <laughs> that just plays defense. <laughs> but the moral of the story is is I think that they're probably, with the exception of I mean, if you wanted to make the argument of Florida, just because. I think hockey fans forget there's a franchise in Florida sometimes. Oh, yeah. I forget there's two franchises in Florida sometimes. Yeah, yeah the Carolina other Florida franchise, yeah. Is the most underrated team in hockey. And I feel like if they don't lose Sevechnikov, they probably beat Boston last year. Yeah. Um, I, which was And, really and, and they've, been, they've been without Tara Vinen too. Yes. And I, I think that they're a scary good team. And I just think that, you know, and I think that the, they're a scary good team that's flying completely under the radar. And and it doesn't matter who they put net there because I mean all their goalies have have, have been stellar for them. Yep. Um, so <laughs> you know, so good luck. Well, you know, and 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 also, I mean, when when you have your goalies playing well, and also when you're not giving up a ton of chances, and when you have a, a defensively sound hockey club, I mean, it's yeah, good luck. It, it's as much a style of play thing there because they. They just pressure. They are the, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't have metrics in front of me. It's just more of an eye test as much as anything else. They put more pressure, you know, their forecheck is unrelenting. They always have, they are chasing the puck. You don't get to go behind the safety of your cage and set up shop against Carolina. They're coming, they're coming at you and they're going to keep coming at you. And they, it's with exactly what they did to Dallas. I remember multiple times seeing it against Detroit, and it, it really yeah. stands out in games against Detroit because of of a, a definite talent gap there, and the way they continue to pressure the puck. But the Carolina Hurricanes, man, they can't be a fun team to play against. <laughs> they just can absolutely not be a fun or easy team to play against. And and again, it just it goes to show, you know, fifty three points in thirty seven games, and they just happen to be the problem is they're in the. <laughs> They are in the division with the only two of the other five teams that have over 700 winning percentages, but they are they are playing some really good hockey. Yeah, they are seventh in the league in shots against per game at a uh, 28.2. Um, the team that leads the way are the Colorado Avalanche, are allowing 25.2 shots per game. Like that's like yeah. all right, well, <laughs> God, we talk about keeping keeping a puck if you score, keep a. Keep the puck if you get a shot on goal. Are you kidding me? Yeah, and um, yeah. Now the 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 bottom team, the worst, the team that gives the most shots per game, the Vancouver Canucks at thirty three point eight. And in case you're wondering, Detroit Red Wings are more in the middle of the pack. They're twelfth, um, with thirty one shots per game. Okay. 
So, well, you know, they've, they're weird. Um, <laughs> they're very weird. And I, you know, I don't, I mean, now they're, they're also, they're also, uh, at the bottom with shots per game. So 27.6, they're not the worst. They're not offensively gifted and they're not defensively gifted, but they are still a hockey team. Yep. Correct. I think that pretty much it's probably the best I can say about them. Hey, they just beat, they won in Tampa finally. Listen, first time in 10 years. In, 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 in my message to you was, is there ever been a more disappointing victory than finally winning in Tampa? And here's why I say that is because, and I know I'm nitpicking and I don't even care. Okay. <laughs> the goals are scored by Fipula and, and, what Lark in the five one when it was um Fipula, Larkin, Rasmussen, Helm, and do you have the box score for you? I'm blown up now as you're there was there was talking. one more there was one more guy that I don't you know I don't want them to be scoring. Fopla, Helm, Larkin, Rasmussen, and Stahl. Yeah, three of those guys could very well not be here next year. And my point with that is then how, like, are you building if you're winning this game using those guys as the scorers? And I, and I know confidence and I know it's good to win and, 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 and you know, creating a winning locker room, creating a winning atmosphere and, and kind of just getting the monkey off your back that is, you know, not winning in a building in, in 10 years. And that's obviously a very, very good thing. But at the end of the day, like, I just want to see building blocks. And, you know, good, cool. Goal by Larkin, goal by, by whatchamacallit, by Rasmussen. It's good, but. Well, I mean, Helm's goal was an empty batter, if it makes you feel better. Sure. Okay, great. It does, actually. It really does. So, so it didn't really. I mean, it, and I mean, Luke Lindenning got two assists. So, you know, he helps his trade value. Mantha got two assists, you know. I know it's nitpicking, yeah. you know, I really is. I, and I kind of admit to that. It's just, it's, it's my frustration more that it, it's Fipula and Nielsen in the lineup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not, you know, I, Giovanni Smith, I think played, but you know, Fipula came in and Sveshnikov went out. I like, I did, did Sveshnikov be caught with like, like, did he kill someone secretly? Like, why can't he uh, has uh, played a hundred NHL games? No. You have to get, I mean, don't you have to let him play to yeah. decide if he's going to be good or not? Don't you actually want to see him play? Yes. I, I mean, I don't know. And, you know, there's always the, well, is he uh, doing Smith the right played 14 and a half minutes. Who did? Smith. Okay. He, so he, played. Smith. he played for it. I mean, he, he got meaningful ice time. Um, and that's good because I feel like that number's up because I feel like the first time he was up here is he was getting closer to 11. So that's good. But then, well, how much do you want to bet that within the during the course of this week, like Ryan will return and he'll be sent down and you're going to be left scratching your head again. Yeah. And, and he and and he, he came in that game against Florida, did exactly what what he was supposed to do. Yep. He he like he got two fights, absolutely beat the absolute tar out of Stillman. Yeah. Um, 
like Stillman knocked his helmet, Stillman ripped his helmet off, and that just seemed to piss him off even more. (laughs) And like he put him in a headlock and just started feeding him uppercuts right to the face. (laughs) Just you know, uh, like and like like I said, Giovanni Smith, you know, very much has the you know fuck around and find out. Yeah, (laughs) you know, and Stillman he he found out. And, and and against the predators, I mean, again, like this is, yeah, get get him out there, be let 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 that let that young man go out there, run around and 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 be a presence on the ice because I because you you look at what Ryan Reeves has meant for the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, like his, just just his presence out there, he he brings energy to that team, yeah. and you know you you. You need guys like that. I, and, you know, you look at, you look, Tom Wilson with the Capitals. Uh huh. You know, like Tom, like Giovanni Smith has skill. He can, he can put the puck in that. He can score as well. Like you, you get guys like that. Like, you know, hey. What, what I think, so what? It, let me, as you've said multiple times tonight, I don't want to start talking out of my hand again. So let me, let me actually pull up the the wings. I it's I believe this is Fipula's last season under contract. Is that yeah, that sounds two, right. We've we've handed out so many one year and two year contracts. I can't remember. I don't remember who's here for how long. Yeah, but I just uh, Helm is in his last year. Philip is in his last year. Glendening, Fabry, Gagne, Stahl, Nemeth, and Merrill. You know it. At, at some point, you know, so you have Larkin and going the other way, you have Larkin and Nemesnikov, Mantha and Fabry under contract, Zadina as well. Ernie is earning himself quite a contract yeah, remarkably yes. as apparently the new best Red Wing in the history of Detroit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, I still can't really wrap my head around. And then um, who was, uh, I don't see Tyler Bertuzzi will be under, he'll get an RFA deal and he'll be back. You know, if, so what did I say? One, that's one, two, three, four, five, six. I don't need, you know, <laughs> and I say this, I say this so much and I'm sorry, but eventually please tell me that you're going to let these kids play, you know, that the second line can be Rasmussen, Sevechnikov and Giovanni Smith and not Nielsen, Gagne and Fipula. Yeah. And, you know, and I guess, you know, you want to see him earn it after, you know, up in, in, training camp and dear God, I hope they do because dear God, that's what I think this team needs. And I feel like it would be better if, you know, when we get to the final 10 game point, those are the guys that's in the lineup every night. But if not, I think eventually they, you just got to sell out and let them give them the chance. And if they suck fine, let's find that out now, as opposed to, you know, letting them walk or giving them to somebody who (laughs) is going to end up making them all NHL players. You know, because I just feel like Svechnikov's going to end up in Carolina playing with his brother and be a sixty-point getter. Yeah, <laughs> and that that really scares me. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's a. I mean, that's that's always the fear. I mean that that yet that every team has. I mean, you know, you you hell look at Robbie Fabry. Look what he's done here. You know, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, the the skill was there. It's just you know just getting the opportunity, I guess, you know, in yeah, St. Louis, and he just can say, Oh boy. Oh boy. Flyers just won in overtime. Cause Bergeron fell down. Oh, on a break. 
that's that's that three on three, man. That 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 blue line jumped up and uh and, and got Bergeron. Um but that's a big extra point for the Flyers. That's they huge. Mean, them, so they, they did that's a that's a nice extra point for them. Yeah, uh so uh, now Mar- Marshawn is chirping at something. I guess he's mad at the blue line. Well, leave it to Marshawn to complain about it, though. He's pull, he's pulling his uh, Marshawn act where he's real tough because the line's been holding him back. Not really holding him back. He's just kind of standing there. Wow, you are not happy. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, it was Sanheim. Uh, Sanheim, the defenseman, who scored. Yeah, on a breakaway because of because the forward. Uh, so so <laughs> so he he blocked he blocked Bergeron's shot. Bergeron took took a one took a one time shot from the from the point. He. It hits him right in the leg. He gets right to his stick. He skates up. Bergeron skating backwards and just like literally tripped over the blue line and went down. And he walked in and and scored the winner. Well, he you know Bergeron's not a very good defensive player, so there's that. I know. Yeah, he's terrible. Yeah, still trying to learn the defensive part of the game. I guess clearly that's the issue. Uh, a, a defenseman on a center on a breakaway. <laughs> yeah, how bad is that? That's uh and and man, Baylor came to play. Sure did. All right, sure there we up. go. Sixteen early. Yeah. Uh, um. We're... <laughs> sorry, I got, sorry. Once again, I got distracted. I I just got distracted from because I, I mean because you know it, we, as soon as I saw him go down, it's like oh well oh that's bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's bad. With, with three on three, you you just you can't have any mistakes. I mean, Captain Obvious, of course, but you just can't have any errors. And, you know, blowing a tire, that's an error. That's an issue. That's going to cause all sorts of trouble. Yeah. And I don't care if you're Bergeron or not. Um, yeah, it's going to create a lot of issues. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so the big extra point for the Flyer is what? Now they're three back with, but the Bruins still have, I think, two games in hand on them. Still got a couple games in hand, Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you know, it, it, the Flyers or the Flyers, you, you'd probably rather win that one regulation. But you know, you got two, you got you got more points than they got. So right, you, you take the extra points where you can get them, and they got at least one extra here tonight. Yeah, so you're, you're just kind of happy with with what you have there. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some superstars in the NHL. Okay, um, Alex Ovechkin is now second all time in power play goals scored in the NHL. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's at some, like you would assume that at some point, you know, teams would figure that out. Right. (laughs) Well, here's why they haven't is because what they have smartly done is given a lot of good players. So you can't, at the end of the day, you really can't just fade out Ovechkin and go four on three when the other four. Are, are Carlson, Oshie, Backstrom, and Kuznetsov, and you create a four-on-three with those being the four, yeah. you're, you're just as much – you might as well let Ovechkin shoot a 45-footer and hope that he puts it high, wide, or the goalie gets over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because because even if you um, – you, yeah, if you, if you shade on him and try to take out Ovechkin, like, okay, well, you still have Kuznetsov. Um, they, they park Oshie right in, in the middle there. Yeah. And then you got Carlson, you got Carlson and Baxter working the point. So yeah. it's, I mean, and 
it feels like that power play has been together. Those five have been together as a power play. It feels like it's been a decade. I know it hasn't, but boy, it sure does feel like it's been a decade, doesn't it? And yeah, with and j- just with no problem scoring either. You know? <laughs> like yeah. it's just, you know, I I, I remember I remember uh, this game when Capitals were in town taking on the Wings, and this was you know back b- back at the Joe. Uh, the, the the wings took like I feel like it was like three or four straight penalties in the first period, and I'm just sitting there like, oh boy, here we go, right? And and they just kept feeding. O- Ove- Ovechkin ended the game with almost 30 shot attempts. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, the, the the wings won, <laughs> which is crazy. That is remarkable. But you know, they Ovechkin had almost 30 shot attempts, and he didn't and he didn't score. But because but it was just like up here here it comes up and here's the one timer and like everyone in the crowd is like oh that, what watch watch get watch I'm like well they know he's there right. <laughs> I, I I don't think any of the Red Wings penalty killers were out there was like oh shoot Ovechkin's oh, that's here that's right <laughs> oh man that's almost as bad as shoot the putt guy. You know, I you know, I, yeah, right. Shoot! Oh, 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 thanks. I was I was gonna hang on to it. I hadn't thought of that till just now. But but yeah, so Ovechkin. Yes. Well, I'm sorry, he didn't pass Brett Hall. He tied him with 265 career power play goals. He that puts him nine back of a uh, Dave Andrew Tuck at 274. I feel like he's gonna pass that. Yeah, I feel like that's a pretty safe. <laughs> like that's a like right. We can you can you can put you can put money down on that to happen. I would if, if if that was a bet on Vegas, yes, I would be betting he will have more power play goals than anybody else in the history of the NHL real soon. Yeah, and um and he's six all time in goals at seven hundred twenty-five. Um the next the next player for him to pass is Marcel Dion. He's at seven thirty-one. He'll probably he's gonna hit that this year. For sure he will. Which and, and then Brett Hall, number four at seven forty one, which he might pass Brett Hall this year too. You said he's where? Ovechkin's at seven twenty-five. Hall at seven forty-one. Sixteen, and he'd need about sixteen in twenty games. He's he tough, could do it, but I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, wouldn't shock me if he. Well, did. let's. I mean, what he's got twenty and thirty. Yeah, and and that was after a slow start. start. Yeah, it, it's funny. I I think it was. I want to say it was the athletic. It may not have been. I was reading an article, the most disappointing players or most disappointing. Yeah. It was a, the most, a team of the mis, most disappointing players. And the author put Ovechkin on there and said, I'm sure he, I, I'm sure now he'll go off and score five goals in the next four games and make me look like an idiot. And I think he actually did. Yeah. <laughs> he literally then went out and scored like four goals in the next six games and was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. About that. But yeah, 19, 19 and 34. Yeah, yeah. Well, because everyone's talking about Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid and everyone else in, in the scoring race, and then Alex Ovechkin must have woke up and said, "Wait, you guys forgot about me." Okay, well, let yeah. me um, go ahead and just start burying pucks now. Is he is he back? Let's see uh, goals. He is not. Oh, I don't want goals by defenseman. Uh, tied for one, two, three. Tied for fourth. Yeah. So. You know, yeah. So he's he he's staring out another Art Ross. I mean, not Art Ross, but a Rocket Richard. I mean, yeah, he's he's in shouting distance. Yeah, he is. Um, now his now. 
switches from Ovechkin, we're going to go to his rival, his his arch enemy, his arch rival, Sidney Crosby, um, because Sidney Crosby's biggest fan and friend friend of friend of the shows, uh, former Columbus Blue Jacket Brandon Dubinsky did did a radio interview uh, this week and. He let his feeling. He he did not sugarcoat how he felt about Sidney Crosby, as he said, and I quote: "Everybody wants to talk about Sid and Ovi or whatever, dude. Fuck Sid. I'll take Ovi every day of the week." Now, to put in perspective, Dubinsky he saw a lot. He saw a lot of Crosby d- during his career. Because uh, they were in the same division as the Penguins, and they played the Penguins in the playoffs back-to-back years, mm-hmm. so he has very strong feelings about the Pittsburgh Penguins and Sidney Crosby in particular. Um, that was actually the nicest thing I've ever heard him say about Sidney Crosby. Because <laughs> <laughs> you, cause I, if if he get get a couple uh, waters in him, um, he'll he'll really let loose. But and and also Dubinsky was a center, so he was going. He was literally going against Crosby yeah. every time. Every time they played the Penguins, he was going up against Crosby, a defensive center too. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's going to have strong feelings. And so, what happens? Everyone immediately comes out and starts chirping him because, well, you because he sucks and he's a bender and blah blah blah. And so Dubinsky had this to say in response to all, all of that is, listen, Crosby is better than me. I never said he wasn't. He's I, obviously okay. I, love, the, I love that start, by the way. I love <laughs> yeah. that start. Just own it. I love yeah. that start. He's obviously one of the best ever. It was Ovi versus Sid. None of you played in NHL and know how hard it is to score goals in the NHL. 724 is insane. Sid just whined way too much, and Ovi just shut up and played and played hard. Those are his feelings, and then and and it's kind of funny because the uh, the Penguins and Bruins game, um, I, th- I think was it uh, Saturday. There 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 was a video I saw, like a, a, a little video I saw of uh, Crosby taking a draw against Marshawn, not Marshawn, but uh, Bergeron, and Bergeron just kind of stick like went by Crosby's face, and he flopped backwards and fell down. <laughs> just kind of like, well, yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, oh, timing of this is great. Well, but, I, it, I, let's simplify it. Is it not 100% true? Oh, yeah. Like, have you ever, I, I mean, I'm sure he has, and we've missed it, but, I mean, has Ovechkin ever really kind of hemmed up a, a cross check and his Crosby? Yeah, no. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I, I think it's kind of fair. <laughs> um, maybe maybe that's my partial Detroit Red Wing you know, early two th- or late 2000s bias coming out of me. But I mean, you know, there are some pretty epic videos of uh, on YouTube, or at least there were of, you know, kind of fake Crosby or crying Crosby, whatever you want to call them. And you, you, you don't see those from Ovechkin. You absolutely yeah. don't. Um, and it's, you know, so I, I the, I'd love to say that Dubinsky said something that's wrong or not fair or incorrect. I, just don't think he did. <laughs> no. <laughs> and 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 as I've said numerous times on the show, like, yeah, of course, does Crosby whine and complain? Yes, he does. Superstars in every league whine like complain that. and because they want to get the call. Yep. Every single league, every single team. Steve Eiserman was notorious for it. Yep. 
Like so much so to where he made a joke about it in his retirement press conference, Eiserman did. So yeah. like every every superstar does it because superstars they want the calls. Like it happens. And it's you know, it's I mean, I if you're now if you're asking me who am I taking in Sidorovi, uh, I'm going with Ovechkin all day because I'm you know, you know. But if with my number two pick, yeah, I'm probably gonna go with Sid. Yeah. You know, I'm probably gonna go with Sid, you know, like just <laughs> well there the other thing with with Sid that, that gets him in in trouble is that Sid is kind of famous for and I you mentioned Marshawn, and I think he's actually worse at it than worse about it than Marshawn is, is the starting something and skating away before anything happens to him. Oh yeah, the fake tough guy routine, yeah. Yes. I, I think that Crosby's is worse than Marshawn and was just one of the worst in the league okay. on that. Um, I, so um, when, when I, when I played, uh, there was this referee who notoriously, if there is a, a scrum, like a, a player scrum, like a, a little pull apart, whatever, he would pull the linesman and go, yeah, nope, go ahead. You guys settle it, settle it or end it. No fake, no room. And he would say no time for fake tough guys right now, settle it or end it. Like Love he wasn't it. gonna send his lines, his line. He wasn't gonna send anyone else in to to save you. Okay, I was gonna like, all right, you guys want to, you want to do this, do it, handle it now, so we can move on. Okay, and more often than not, you know, you get so, some guys they'll realize like, oh wait, so no one's coming here to. Oh, okay, we can. I, I'm okay with skating away from this now. Sure, you know, <laughs> which. You know, I was I was always the guy like like no no let's go. He said we can go. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go, do man. it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> that's not surprising much at all. Let's settle it. <laughs> but you know that, that that's just that's just me. You know, on the ice, not 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 in real life. Situation. For those of you that don't know, Walt, just really one of the nicest people you're ever going to meet. But on the ice, I can see you being a total d bag. Yeah. I, oh yeah. I and I I proudly admit it. Yeah. <laughs> Zero you've never you've never once run from it that's for damn sure yeah no because there's no, no point to like it's, yeah. it's playing a game like have fun like i you know whatever yeah but, but yeah it's so just like i'm sure brad marchand is, is a nice guy is pretty sure he's, he's a nice guy off the ice yeah you know he, he has a good he, he has a good sense of humor about himself yeah like he doesn't like he he doesn't like the stuff that people say about him does not bother him at all no you know, he doesn't care about what you, me, or or uh, or Tom from St. Clair says about him, but nor, nor should he. I mean, because when you have when you're counting your millions and staring at your Stanley Cup, I wouldn't <laughs> care what anybody said about me. Yeah, wouldn't care at all. You're such a douchebag. Cool, dude. Yep. <laughs> awesome. Um, now from from one from one super superstar to another to another superstar in the league uh connor mcdavid also made headlines uh this week for 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 uh just going at cockney emmy and trying to fire an elbow through his skull yeah and, and <laughs> what what did i see something that said that by doing that he actually there was some twisted logic that actually had that being a pay cut for him because they like broke down his contract and then I don't know. Or it was just I gotta see if I can find that now. Yeah, he yeah, he he was fine for it. I mean, but like again, people were like calling, oh, that's that he should be suspended for at least five games. Like, no, he shouldn't. <laughs> he, he didn't even get him that hard. He actually missed the elbow. <laughs> like he, he didn't get him that hard with the elbow. <laughs> like he actually missed. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's not known for throwing the elbows. 
Yeah, right. And yeah, and he doesn't have a history of, of doing that stuff, you know. So like there's like I saw it on my like, it's this at at worst is a fine. Yeah. Which is what he got. Like, I mean, this is it's not a it wasn't this, and a lot of people tried to make it out like it was just this awful, awful thing, and I can't believe he would like he lost his cool because he's <laughs> he's he's only scored two points against the Montreal Canadiens this this season. So he's probably he's just frustrated with playing the Canadians, and he probably can't wait to not see these guys anymore. Honestly, yeah, he'd like to get to the rest of the league. Yeah, he like he he like to continue playing against Calgary and uh and Ottawa. Oh what? come on, where where is this? It's going to take me. Boy, this website posts a lot. No, no, you're good. I'm sorry. You I, okay, I thought you. I want. I want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna find it. I just there's a lot of scrolling here. Okay. But well, yeah, and and which kind of brought me to like see just seeing NHL fans just going crazy on on the social media complaining and just like oh it's so atrocious and he should be suspended blah 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 and I'm just like like you know for 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 a league where the fan base is constantly gloating and telling you how much tougher their athletes are than than your than your favorite sports athletes are fans NHL fans can be a bit soft. Yeah, they can. <laughs> it can be, be a bit soft there. Like, come on, guys. Like, it, he threw an elbow. He didn't. He didn't murder the guy. Like, he again. If you, you can go, you can go look at it. You can go watch it if you want. And he he barely got him if he got him at all. Um, <laughs> it was a frustrated superstar. Like you, like you know, you've never been frustrated at your job and wanted to elbow somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Damn find, find find me somebody that says that says no to that, and I'm going to tell you they're lying. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> like um, if you knew, if you knew at your job that you could just fire an elbow at somebody and just get a little fine. <laughs> just stop, stop, because I'm going to. Hey, we're we're going to fine you one percent of your paycheck. Cool, yeah. <laughs> worth it. Um. <laughs> God, you're so right. And I thought of like four people right away. Um, I, I, I don't mean that. I, I, I work with great people. Hopefully they're not listening. Um, Hopefully they are listening. No, no, maybe that should be yeah, I get the point. Um, Ovechkin has 11 goals in his last 13 games. That's one of the things I found on this. Um, gives you an idea of how hot he's been. Uh, Okay, no, I get you know, I'm just gonna have to give this up. It was just such a great line, and I should have saved it, and I didn't. It, oh. it just broke down his fine and how hilarious it was. Um, <laughs> and now I'm never be able to find it because you know what? I have like four or five different hockey groups or things that I follow, follow on Facebook, and I'm I could be I could be looking at the wrong one. <laughs> so that's the other. That's what. When you, when you find stuff like that, share it to the page so that you can go back and find that's what I that, do. That's your move. That is a that's why that's you're I, do. I just just share it to the page and like okay, I know like I know where I know where that is when I want to look at that when I when I need when I when I have time to to read to read this or, or look <laughs> at it. Um yeah, that would be that would be see, well, that's why you're a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> I wouldn't go with a lot. That's why you're smarter than I am. In some areas, maybe, but you know. Okay. <laughs> don't uh, don't don't sell yourself short here, Thomas. Thank you. I'm quite tall. <laughs> did you? You know what we didn't mention too, which is actually kind of really funny. Um, yeah. why did the Blackhawks keep trading for more of their players back? 
they made another trade where they brought back an old player and Vinny Hinoshra was traded back to them today. And, or not today. Um, I think it was done last week. Another former Blackhawk traded and brought back. Why did they do that? Uh, because they missed them. I feel like that's not the way you actually kind of want to t- uh, build your team by letting teams go or letting players go and then paying more money or paying more, um, not money, but uh, like costing you. Yes, assets. I could not think of that word. Spending more assets <laughs> to bring them back. <laughs> well, they, they missed them. Sometimes you don't know what you have until it's gone, Thomas. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, more, just more, just more of that beautiful Walt that we're talking about. Talking <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know that. I don't understand that either. Honestly, I don't. That that was weird. But <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna stop scrolling because that's not. Can't find it. It's when, did he, when did he get? When did he get suspended again? Who? McDavid. When did that? Or when he did he get, get suspended? suspended? It was. I thought, uh, yeah. It was what last Thursday? I want to say maybe the game last Thursday. Uh, do, 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 do. I'm gonna. Look. I just, I just had it here. Uh, the game was March 30th, so Tuesday. Okay, all right. I'm gonna keep going back because I'm at the fir- April 1st. I just right. had the um, yeah. um, the the helmet throwing uh, fine. That- oh yeah, Nathan McKinnon just fired. <laughs> Guy's helmet is just hit him right in the face. That was, that was funny. That was funny. Because <laughs> it almost looked like it almost looked like there wasn't a lot of like malicious intent. <laughs> he just kind of flung it at him, and the player just like didn't get his hands up and just got smoked right in the face. Yep. Pretty hilarious. It I'm sorry, that was just funny. Again, hilarious to me. Like, well, no, no one was hurt. <laughs> isn't that what you want, though? You want your superstars to be badasses. Yeah. And and that's, I mean, McKinnon and McDavid, you know? Yeah. Cheap shot or not, but you want them to, be, to go in there and mix things up, and sure enough, that's what they're going to go do. Yeah, I mean now now if I if I'm the Oilers, I'm I'm telling Mc you know you you don't want you don't want McDavid dropping the gloves or anything like that, you know. And yeah. speaking of, speaking of the Oilers, Canadians, Canadians beat the Oilers, come back and beat the Oilers in overtime, two to one. I mean three to two. Scored three unanswered goals. Wow, that's, that's Eric a- Stahl, uh <laughs> game winning goal is his debut. In in overtime. <laughs> Was it a shootout or overtime? Overtime. Oh, th- this was one of them. The NHL suspended Ket, uh, Yasperi Kakani, I mean, 10 games for getting in McDavid's way. That one was one of the fun. That was one oh. of the ones I saw. I thought that was pretty <laughs> hilarious. Like, yeah, like, it's just, you know, again, like I said, when I saw it, I'm just like, oh, that's, come on. He, he got frustrated, went after him. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, it's oh, well. And McDavid, yeah, Connor McDavid held off the score sheet against Montreal. Again, the, the Montreal Canadiens, they kind of figured out the uh the, the tonic to uh to keeping McDavid quiet here. Yeah, you you wait. You know you know what that means, don't you? Some point this some point real soon he's having a five point game against Montreal. hundred percent. He's gonna see one go in and that's gonna be I guarantee you it's gonna be the a flood the floodgates are just gonna you open. You betcha. You absolutely betcha. <laughs> Uh, 
I gotta see here because this this yeah this, and, yeah and McDavid in five games against Canadians this year he's only scored out uh, two points so I I don't even need to <laughs> so wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute so you're telling me hang on let me let me let me let me reset this here real fast okay because this is, this is gonna make his season even more mind boggling so he's got. Um, where, where's points? Okay. So he's got 64 points in 39 games and Correct. you said he's got two and five against the Canadians. Correct. So that means in 34 games, he's got 62 points. Correct. <laughs> yeah. That's a pro. I mean, it's damn near two points. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think he's got like, he's, for things like 17 or 18 against the flames alone so yeah i was gonna say because because there was that three game set against toronto that he yeah. does yeah and yeah and, and like so and the, the crazy static about mcdavid is like so their the their next game is against uh i'm trying to who the orders play because the the staff of mcdavid is like after a game like where he's held pointless he just comes out and just dominates like the the, the the flames had a game against them this year where they they shut him out and then the next night he put up he put up seven points and they're like oh well okay <laughs> so oh. yeah, yeah the next game against the Ottawa Senators so uh buckle up Ottawa look out <laughs> so they they just had the single game against Montreal not a not a series yeah, yeah. interesting yep yeah. I just need to really assume that there's two or three games in every every one that's played. Yeah, just I I think this that was a makeup because they were supposed to play him um when Montreal got hit with 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 uh COVID and that the sale. So okay, that makes that would make sense. Yeah, so I mean it's yeah, so so look out Ottawa. Uh Connor McDavid's uh coming to feast uh Wednesday night. Not gonna be good. Good luck with that. Ooh, by the time we do a show next week, the trade of one will have ended. Trade out, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's gonna we're gonna see who's playing with where. It's um, we're gonna we're gonna have a national champion in in college hockey. It would oh it's it's so it's oh it's Monday. It's six days and sixteen hours from now. I'm on cap friendly, so it's so it's it's is it four o'clock Monday? What is it the twelfth deadline? The trade yep. deadline. Deadline is the twelfth. Yes. Yep. I I will huh? be um, yeah. I I I will I will be uh. Sitting with NHL Network on and fo- following all the all all the all the comings and goings and who goes where, you know, um, we I mean we fully expect to see, you know, we we expect to see the Wings active in the trade market. I um, would say, I they any number of Ryan Stahl, Glenn Denning, and. Um, Bernier, I think, would be the top four yeah. candidates to be gone. Um, yeah, and, and we expect to see Taylor Hall get moved. Um, here, here's what I'm kind of rooting for. It's probably not going to happen, though, but because because they they're they're right, they're actually in the playoff spot right now. But how awesome would it be to see uh, the the Coyotes work out a trade with the Brewers to send Phil Castle to Boston? Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> There's no, there's no way. Well, I, I, I root for the story. 
<laughs> okay, listen. I'm going to start rooting for that too. I am, I'm going to assume. Or, or, or Buffalo trades Hall to Edmonton. Like, you know, like, let's just, let's just get crazy. You, you, you want guys going back. Maybe, maybe, maybe the Rangers are going to trade for Stahl. <laughs> well, here's the thing. They, it makes sense for them because they need a defenseman. A second round pick was included in the first deal. And now we get a third round pick to send them back. <laughs> Like right now, again, I again I root for the story, man. Would that not be a would that also not be a you're going to be GM of the year candidate type deal, even if you have a team that's the worst in the NHL? Yeah. I mean, like and you, and it's funny, it's kind of funny because I, I kind of feel like just because of what's happened in the last two weeks, where you had you had some teams who, you know, you look at like, all right, they're you know. Nashville, they're you know, Nashville's not going to do anything. You know, Arizona, the Coyotes and the Sharks, you know, they're probably not going to do anything. Now these teams are all of a sudden in playoff races. You know, the Rangers are in the playoff race. I don't, the Flyers are in it, but I don't see the Flyers making it making any deals. But now you have you have more buyers than you had sellers now at this point, and 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 you know, you can now when you have when you have more buyers and sellers it's a buying it's a buyer's market you can the sellers can drive the price up i i often wonder um it, it, you know in in this situation no i i shouldn't say often wonder my my bigger thought i guess would be but at the end of the day like aren't don't don't if you're a gm don't you need to be smart enough to know well let's face it We've, we were bad for 25 games and we've been good for the last 10 yeah. or we've been average for 25 games. Like, cause that's my thought in Nashville is that it's almost like we were not very good for basically 25 games. We were about average and yes, we've been very good the last, you know, whatever 10, I think they're eight, eight, oh, and two in the last 10. Yeah. Don't, isn't there like, well, let me just ask you, forget, you know, a GM, let me ask you, would, would you then have some sort of, wouldn't you have a little bit of a pause before you say, okay, now let's mortgage the future because now we got to, you know, there's a correction coming because no, you're not going to win 20 in a row. Right, and yeah. now you're going to throw a new body into the lineup and there's always yeah. that adjustment period. Doesn't that make it a, a little bit tough and a little uncomfortable to make a deal? Like to, 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 to base it just on the last 10 games. Don't you really need to look at the season as a whole? Yes, but at the same time, I feel like it's very. If you have a shot at making a playoffs, and and if you really feel like you need to add a guy, you you kind of have to do it. And 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 this year, and as we've talked about before, and we're gonna and we'll it'll come up on a few more times between between now and the draft. I mean, this year's draft. I mean, yeah, that's true. I see. No, you you you're really worried about a third round pick this year. Or a yeah. second round pick, you know. That's fair. That, that is, that's, know, I think that's the best point that I keep forgetting. You know, that I, I, so, so that's 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 the one reason I think teams will be more willing to deal draft picks yeah. this year. I mean, I mean, here's the thing: like, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if Steve Eisenman could could core somebody out of a first round pick for Luke Lindenning. It would not shock me yeah. because because that team is probably thinking like, well it's probably going to be 32 anyway. So, okay. It's a high second round pick, big deal. Right. You know, we can, 
if 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 we win a cup, you know, you win a cup, you don't it, you know, you don't worry you don't worry about the trade you made if you win, right? No, you're you're exactly you know, right. It, it's it's not a bad trade if you win, <laughs> you know. And and the the law and and I've even said it, so I'm 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 a little disappointed in myself for forgetting it is because given the lack of a very solid and cohesive um, minor league season this year, I, I think it's it, you're right. I think you're very right in the sense that I don't know the, if there's real true value in having a you know a, a second round you know a third round pick instead of a player that even for a fringe team even a fringe team you yeah. know that third round pick is probably less valuable than say a Luke Lindenning who can even help you get in. And then once you get in, you just start hoping for the best. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, so, I, get I mean, that. Yeah. it's yeah. That's, that's the only, and because you know, the OHL you have, you have kids who haven't played in a year who are draft eligible this year, you know? Yeah. And so, I mean, the, we, we've talked about plenty of times how the draft is a crapshoot at the best of times. Yeah. Do you, you think, the league, do you think the league made a mistake? Not, pushing the draft still plowing through with the draft, you know, shortly after the end of the cup finals. Um, I no, because I, I don't like there, there is a lot that goes, that goes, that went into that decision that again, I'm not qualified to even consider sure. or think about. So, sure. you know, Hey, okay. You know, so yeah, it, cause it, then you got CBA stuff involved with the draft. If you push it back and, and like contracts and all this other stuff. And like, you know, it's just like a bunch of, again, stuff that I don't understand. Fair enough. That's too enough. complicated for my brain. Okay. That's fair. I just, I just, one of those things that I kind of wondered, cause I, I really kind of expected it a little bit on my end. I thought that they, they might push it back. And I thought that probably, like, like a December, like yeah. I know it's weird to do it in the middle of the regular season or hell, maybe even the NHLers are going to the Olympics, right? Maybe even do it during the Olympic break. Yeah. Well, the DMs have a little bit more time. Yeah. Draft I mean, time. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, but I know there's an issue with the CBA and like when are players' contracts going to yeah. kick in and like all and Bert and like a bunch of stuff. But yeah. I don't, yeah. Okay. Yeah, That's so, fair. That's fair. I mean, you know, so that's it. We got we got halftime right now for the college basketball national championship game. Uh, Gonzaga, Gonzaga's cut it to ten, setting up a good second half. Yeah, maybe uh, the Golden Knights are just pumping the Blues right now. It's six to one. Jeez, that is. Um. Oh. Um. <laughs> the Wings. I don't think have fallen victim to it yet, but we did have a season sweep. Washington won eight against the Devils. Oh yeah. I did want to mention that because I saw that and was like, I cannot believe it. Uh, Oh, the only team the Wings haven't beaten, I believe, is Chicago. That sounds right. But I feel like we've only played them four times. And we we went there and they were here. I think we still got a couple chances left. Yeah. Two series, I I would say. Yeah, we get them next next weekend here. And then I think we we still and I believe we should probably still go there, right? No, I'm looking. Uh, no. Oh, so these are our last two chances, huh? Yeah. We've gotten everybody else. No, we've got to have at least one win against everybody else. All right, try not to go over eight against anybody. Oh wait, no, no, they did beat the Blackhawks. They did beat the Blackhawks five three. We did Where? so in Chicago. 
because because it it, it was it the the next day was a game on NBC Sports where uh, they lost seven to two. I remember neither of those games. <laughs> I'm straight up remember yeah. neither of those games. But okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So so yeah. So yeah. The wings will not be swept by anybody because they've beaten everybody at least once. Hey, so, you know, you know, beat one in Tampa for the first time since 2011. Back when Mark Stahl was 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 was, was a young guy, was a young player for the New York Rangers. <laughs> He scores the, scores a goal in the breaking of the streak for Detroit. Yeah, like I mean, you know, there's the wings. There's a lot of guys in the wings that weren't even in the league. Yeah, weren't even draft eligible. But, I mean, that really is that. I mean, that really is quite a streak, and it, it, it's good that they're they're ended. And and again, it's there. There does need to be, though. It's not at all at all a good season. Finding stretch of the imagination. The wings are still they're holding strong on a pace for what would be a 55 points in a 71 game season, coming Which, off the 30 39 yeah. points that they had last year. And they should be better because they did, you know, having Stahl, Stetcher, and and um Merrill back end instead of Biega, uh Bowie and Erickson should lead to more wins. But the fact that it actually is yeah leading to more wins is good to see, to be sure. Yeah, yeah, the yeah the wings have, uh, you know, they they're they're not awful, you know, and that's and I and I think from from the start, right? That's kind of what we said. That's yeah. what we just like. Hey, don't we know you're gonna be bad? Don't be historically bad though. Yes, and they they've avoided that. They really have. Um, and you know, that, I, you know we we don't want to be game twenty six into the season. And we're like, I I don't think I can watch thirty more of these. Yes. You know, we don't want to be the Buffalo Sabres. I have said that a couple times, but for the most part, I, I have still turned back to them. So well, there's a lot of credit, a lot of credit. Yeah. Um. So the Wings were at 13 wins. The Wing they had 17 all of last season. That's <laughs> so. That tells you. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, if that doesn't give you a snap a snapshot of uh, how, how just awful last year was, you know. Literally, only one way to go. You got to believe that last year was rock bottom, and now is the only one way to go. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you know, the the next worst team was Ottawa, and they had sixty two points. So, <laughs> they had sixty two points last year. <laughs> and what? So, if I go league, God, Florida's the best team in the league. Yeah, they are. Wrap, wrap your mind around that. I mean, they're and and to the Panthers' credit, man, they're I mean, they're getting it done. Um, they they just signed um their their first round draft pick goal, goalie standout Spencer Knight to a contract. Um, he signed he signed his entry level, and you know a lot of people kind of wondered about what's going to happen with Florida because they draft they in the same offseason they draft Spencer Knight and then gave Sergey Bobrovsky all the money, but you know to the Panthers' credit. They're kind of showing that whoever's good, that's just that's who's going to start. Yeah, because Chris Drager's played as many games as Bobrovsky. He's played them well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Drager's played seventeen. Bobrovsky's played twenty-two. But yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it's if you're playing well, you're gonna you're gonna get in there. Now, now Drager's a free agent after this year, so he's he'll go off somewhere and find some money. But I mean, 
I mean, that, that is a good thing for, uh, for a young kid in Spencer Knight to kind of see that like, like, okay, so I'm not just, I'm not just going to come here and eat popcorn for, for four years and, and wait, you know, and, and wait and wait my turn to play, wait for this guy to, to get shipped out. I'm, I, they're actually going to let me come in and, and play, gonna give me a chance to earn a starting job. Yep. And, and I, I know you're talking about night and the goaltending, but I mean, just getting back to just Florida as a whole, the fact that they've stayed afloat with Ekblad being gone and Barkoff was gone for a while. I know he was back the last game. Um, the last game they played, Barkoff was back in the game against Columbus. Barnquist yeah. was gone. I know, again, he came back in the game against Columbus. You know, it's they've they've had a lot of players down um, injury-wise. And, yeah. boy, they, they do. They keep on just keep on keeping on. And Hubert yeah. at a point-plus plus point per game pace and you know Carter Verhage is making a lot of people feel real dumb that they uh because didn't he was he only with Tampa I feel like he was somewhere else um I don't know he, he was he was only with Tampa yeah. so Tampa obviously had money issues so we're never gonna be able to get him signed but you know I he's maybe doing some real good work scoring uh already with uh, 17 goals on the year yeah. and, and playing top line minutes. And I think and, people and, might roll their eyes at that. It, well, you know, and, and one thing I will, I will say, because we, we see, we see it a lot. People, people always say like, Oh, how could you, how could you not get this guy? How could this team not get this guy? How, how could this team let this player walk? Sometimes, you know, it's good for players to go somewhere else because they're going to get the opportunity. Cause for Hagee would not be getting this chance if he was in Tampa. You know, yeah. he wouldn't be get, he wouldn't be getting his opportunity if he was in if he was in Tampa. And I think a lot of times it's just about where you end up and where you can fit in. Yeah. And if you get a chance to get a bigger role, then you know you you can show like you can show your skill. I mean, and 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 on the flip side, I mean, how many guys have we seen in, go in free agency? You know, they be really good somewhere else and then and then sign a big contract another place and just completely it falls off the rails. Yeah. It, 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 it's funny and, and maybe maybe I'll if I get motivated motivated, I'll I'll do some of this work this week. But it it almost seems like that the, the better signings, you're far more likely to have a better signing and have a more successful signing with somebody that you gave two years and three million per. Than somebody that you gave seven years at six million per, it just it, it's a gut feeling that's probably not right, but it just feels like that that's that it, you're almost better served. Like the the better contracts really end up tend to be the ones that aren't cumbersome the whole time. The whole time the player's there, you yeah. know. You know, for every Louis Erickson, it seems like there is an offset Carter Hagee. For every overpayment long time, you get a Carter Hagee who, you know, Anthony Duclair on that same team is another really good example of somebody who is short-term contract that's doing good work for the team. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's it's un it's unreal how j- just how good this team has been, and and you know their their big free agent acquisition, Anthony Duclair, he's played he's played well for them. Um, he's got 16 points, but only four goals, and they really, you know, they're really kind of look, looking for him to be a goal scorer. But I mean, he, he's he's impactful for him. He's he's putting the points up, but just much, much like Taylor Hall in Buffalo, the goal the goals just, the puck's just not going in for him. And you know, gotta you gotta assume that eventually that'll that'll correct itself. I agree. Yeah. So yeah, Florida Panthers, good on them. Yep. 
I agree. Hopefully they'll win a playoff series for the first time since uh, 96. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think everybody wants to see uh, get that Florida-Tampa series. <laughs> you know, that's both, that is both half joke, half real. I agree. Like, there's some people that are like, wait. People really want to see the Florida hockey series. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of, um, I mean, yeah, you look at these teams. Yeah. Yes, you do. You want yeah. to see that. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they, I mean, the Panthers, they, they got, they got a big uh, set coming up here against the Carolina hurricanes this week. I'm going to be watching that game. Oh, uh, declares on IR too. So like, yeah, that's, that's tough for them. Yeah. But I mean, for, I mean, it felt like they had six players on IR and, and they were in the midst of a six game winning streak. So they yeah, so. what they've been. Yeah. Um. So yeah, they get. What's this? Damn! I just had it now. What, what? Yeah, Tuesday and Thursday, Panthers and Hurricanes. Uh. So go ahead and s- set your DVRs or. You know. <laughs> no, you should. You should be an old man and be like, set your VCRs. Uh, set your VCR. Yeah. Set your VCR. Set your VCR. You know, make make sure you tune in those games. Uh, seven o'clock starts in Carolina. And then Against, to- I mean, hey. Go to Facebook in the box and let us know if you don't know what a VCR is. Because right. be- <laughs> yeah. yeah, make us feel old. Yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, depending on how it goes, we could Car- Carolina could jump in the first place. You know, with and by the end of this week. So I mean, you know, the 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 Central Division. It's it's a three team race at the top, which we thought it would maybe be. It's just not. It's two of the three teams we thought would be there. I didn't think Florida would be this good. Nope. And I didn't think Columbus would be this bad. Yeah. So, you we know. both were on record as saying that. <laughs> and I'm like, ah, Florida, maybe they can, maybe they'll get in as a fourth, you know, kind of a Florida Dallas kind of thing. We'll see. And yeah, F- Flor- Florida's comfortably in the playoffs. <laughs> Let's see. I, I, I have our preseasons. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like- um, in the north, Thomas had Toronto, Calgary, Edmonton, Vancouver. Okay. Walt had Toronto, Edmonton, Calgary, Winnipeg. Yeah, yeah. Calgary really made us both look smart there. Sure did. Um, in the east, I had Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston, Philadelphia. You had Washington, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and Boston. Yeah, um, Islanders, huh? Yeah. Well, you <laughs> trust them. Central, we each had Tampa, Carolina, Columbus. I had and Florida. We were the same all the way through. We had Florida as the four spot. Oh, we did. Okay. Okay. So they didn't make us look that bad. I mean, yeah. kind of bad, but not as bad. And Col- the Columbus didn't help us. Yeah. Um, Avs, Blues, Knights, Wild. Walt with, with Avs, uh, Knights, Blues, Sharks. Hey, sh- the Sharks are right there. Coming back. Coming back from the dead. The, 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 the Sharks are my rant. Well, like, because I, I was torn for that last spot because I felt, you know, in the West, and it's really still looking like it at four spot is, is, is still a bit of a toss up, but yeah. I didn't think it would be between Arizona, St. Louis, and San Jose with yeah. Minnesota comfortably in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that the, the, the Blues Wild thing is kind of. Kind of doing that for all of us right now. Kind of got yeah, all that's of us a, real life. That's a, huh. So yeah, yeah I, but, I didn't know uh, Crow Caprizov was going to show up and 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 score fourteen goals this year. Yeah, <laughs> I, I that, that was a shocking thing for all of us. <laughs> yeah, and you know, the Minnesota Wild are. I mean, they're 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 kind they're 
the Avalanche are kind of taking it to them a little bit right now. They're down five three in the third right now, but I mean the Minnesota Wild for the first time like in the team's history, they're actually exciting to watch. Yeah, they score, and that's. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the Minnesota—they've always been like the defensive hockey club, and they play yeah. good defensively, and they don't, don't, and they just don't give up a lot, and which in turn leads to very boring hockey games. But now, you know, they can score and they, they, they're still good defensively. They're still, they're still a good defensive team. We used to say it's where offense went to die. And now it's not so much the truth. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're middle of the pack. They're 15th. They're 15th in uh, goals and goals per game, but you know, they're fifth in goals against uh, fourth in penalty kill, but 30th on the power play. So, so some things don't change. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, no, 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 Zuccarello, no, and no Parisi. So that it's rough for him, but you know, hey, you know, go wild, man. Hey, work it out, Minnesota. Work it out, guys. Keep shocking us. Yeah. I mean, here's the, I don't, I, I don't care who makes the playoffs as long as we get entertaining series. I, I, I don't care. I'm like, my team's out. <laughs> My team's not going to make it. I mean, I mean, unless something crazy happens. But no, you're you're a hundred percent on that. That is a <laughs> that's a great take. If it, if my team can't be in it, then just entertain me. Yeah, give me entertaining games. Yep. Yeah, give me entertaining games, and the Bruins get swept in the first round, and that's great. You know, oh, that thing, I don't necessarily need that. I like I enjoy watching their power play do things. Uh, you know, you know, I. Yeah. I mean, I, I when you have a line called the perfection line, I want to see it play. Yeah, I, I just don't like the Bruins. I know, and I and I'm more on an island than not, and I understand that, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. But I'm not gonna lie, I, I do kind of, I don't hate them as much as most. Yeah. I, uh, all right. So with that, that's it, man. We've we we talked we talked the hockey, we talked the stuff, and um, we're gonna get get through the second half of this basketball game. Hopefully, it gets closer. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I guarantee, I guarantee it'll get down. It'll get down to two. I promise it'll be at least within two. Yeah, at some hopefully. All right. Right. Um, but before we get out of here, I'm just going to end on this note. Um, bit of a bit of a sad note. Um, so a, a good friend of the shows and a, a gentleman who really kind of gave us, really gave us a platform and yeah. a, allowed us to do a lot of things that I don't, I didn't, didn't think we'd be able to do uh, through Podcast Detroit. Um, Dave, uh, he's also the founder of Podcast Detroit, um, where we first broadcast and everything. Um, he unfortunately passed away uh, last week. Um, he, he leaves behind a, a, a daughter and a, his family. Um, I just so I'm just going to say because I, I didn't get a chance to say it enough. Um, to him, although, I mean, I've, I've said it to him, but, you know, um, thank you for, uh, for, for just giving us a shot and putting us, putting us on, 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 (laughs) on your station for, for the few years we did. Um, unfortunately, you know, we, we had to take a hiatus from podcast Detroit for a bit and then COVID hit and, But we were able to kind of go a different route for the time being right now. But I, I, I'd always said I wanted to be able to make it back to being on Podcast Detroit once we got things more figured out and more grounded here with with our show. Um, but uh, you know, just from 
bringing us on at, at Michigan Comic Con a few years ago, where we had a blast touring our show. Such um, a great time. Yeah. Doing shows at the O'Shaleli, mm-hmm. um, him sharing fa- the infamous Fedorov story, mm-hmm. you know, the wonderful Fedorov story, um, you know. But thank, thank you, David. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss the the, sar- the just overtly blatant sarcastic uh, Facebook posts, <laughs> um, the 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 constant updates of uh, of of what's going on at temple bar and just the absolute just dynamite funny stories um he he always he always had it could tell um the yeah. man he 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 lived a very fun very interesting life i mean i you know if, if there's ever a book to be written about about uh about him it it trust me you'd enjoy it <laughs> um because he he has he has some stories to tell man so Thank you, Dave. Amen. Amen to that all. All right. Good night, everybody.